You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Clement Banyatella Show. Thank you for choosing us here on 702. We always, always love and appreciate being in your company. Um, do you have any reaction to the budget speech yesterday? Uh, we're going to be tapping into the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account to service our unsustainable debt. Now, the account balance in this reserve has grown to over 500 billion thanks to the depreciating value of the rand imagine we are grateful to the rand depreciating if the rand does strengthen of course against the us dollar and other reserve currencies the account balance declines and vice versa but one of the things i was honestly worried about yesterday is personal income tax i mean it's an election year i know there were very slim chances that they would raise taxes but hey this is a government that needs every cent it's run out of money there's a budget deficit and although the finance minister in Kotongwana did not raise any tax rates he has given taxpayers no relief for inflationary adjustments to the tax brackets and rebates for the first time in many years in fact so what does that mean for my wallet for your pocket because the minister ordinarily adjusts the tax tables or rebates by inflation every year. But he hasn't done that this year. So what this means is that you are effectively in a worse off cash flow position in real terms, even though you're not paying more taxes. So a friend of mine who is an economist explained it to me this way yesterday. He said, to make simple an analogy would be equivalent to so let's take this analogy this would be equivalent to you not getting an increase to your ctc at work in a fiscal year i.e you are earning the same as you were last year but because the cost of goods and services increased by cpi your affordability decreases so the same applies even to taxes when the minister does not make any inflationary adjustments to the tax tables that is the effect so what are your thoughts about the real state of the nation address as one listener suggested yesterday sona by the president is not budget speech that's when you hear the real state of the nation and the real state of our finances oh one one 8830702 that's the number to dial the whatsapp line is 0727021702 702 let's walk the talk so president Cyril Ramaphosa is now faced with the final removal of two high court judges from the bench after they were impeached by parliament Dumisani Jemistin that's what you want to talk about good morning morning how are you good good man go ahead morning how are you okay. Okay, uh, I'm saying that there's a trend now that is happening in South Africa. That mm. is, 
any any profession, any professional who's linked to Zuma or who's been sympathetic to Zuma is being is sacrificing his career or his profession. I'm talking about but but I'm talking about uh, now it's just it's just so uh, so if it is that so. It, then, then we have to agree that uh, Zuma has been dumped, uh, it been, it been dumped as, a, as an enemy of the state. And then, and then we have to agree again that anyone who's even to Jacob Zuma, there's already a predetermined outcome whenever he goes to court. And anyone who's who's, who's linked to Zuma, and then he, he, he is bound to, to sacrifice his career. His, so, is it the justice of South Africa? I think our justice system is flawed. Are you aware of the case of John Chope? I'm aware. I'm what has he done? What has he done? What was he found? What was he found guilty of? He's accused of that is uh, of of influencing other judges to to be sympathetic to Roma. Did he deny that? Yeah. Did you hear the testimonies of the justices that he inf- yeah. he tried to influence? So what? Are you saying those justices lied? Are you saying the justices who testified against him lied? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you you discuss your you discuss your work with other with your colleagues. Yeah, because we're not judges. Yeah. You have your own, your own opinions, even even the judges. You have your own opinions on on certain cases, on certain cases. So can you can can then the judge be be penalized for having having his his own opinion? In fact, I think I must be penalized as a journalist if I'm going to go to yeah. CD and go to go to another journalist at the Sunday Times and try and say to them, "This is the way." You should, suggesting to them this is the way you should be looking at a case because what I'm trying to do is to influence how they report on a particular matter. It's your suggestion, it's your opinion. I mean, so for example, like we are discussing about the the, the impeachment of of uh, and other judges, you have your own opinion, and then she said yeah. his own opinion. But it's naive. It's naive of you. Yes, it's naive on you and I to misunderstand to think that Judge Shlope is going around. The, is targeting specifically the justices who are dealing with a matter about Juma, Zuma, to give them yeah. his opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, it would be naive to think what he's doing that for what? For fun? No, no we, we have seen this thing happening, but, but, but we have been quiet. We Where? Been, Where did we, it we, happen? Let's look at the state capture final report. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zondo has been hand hand banned to protect uh, Ramaphosa. Oh. Ramaphosa, yeah, listen, Ramaphosa received the money from the, from 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 Busasa. Ramaphosa was a chairperson of 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 Eskom Warum. He was a chairperson of the deployment committee, uh, and then he, he he was he was a director at Glencoe. So, but but Zondo decided to. Uh, he put in in a final report to say that the the, the election of, of Ramaphosa saved South Africa. That is what the political. No. So the, the deployment committee, the state capture commission, in fact, 
criticizes that deployment committee that was chaired yes, by Cyril yes. and no, says see, it's I, the I, reason I, that I, we I, have I, a state I, capture. And, and, oh, well, hold on. Even the state capture commission criticize the silence. Hold on. The state capture commission also... Mm. Alright, Dumisani, uh, thank you for your call uh, in Jamiston. Your voice, your station, your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manantela on 702. Give us your thoughts on 011-8830702, WhatsApps on 072-702-1702. In case you don't know what Dumisani and I are talking about, um, you may have heard in the news, perhaps, or if you haven't, the Western Cape High Court judge, John Klope, uh, was impeached yesterday through a parliamentary vote. Uh, three hours later, a retired Gauteng High Court judge, uh, Mkola Motata, suffered the same fate. Uh, so Klope was accused of trying to sway justices to rule in favor of the then ANC president, Jacob Zuma. So he was removed after being found guilty of violating section 165 of the constitution which is focused on preserving the independence of the judiciary he's now stripped off his over 192,000 monthly salary for life i've never seen a matter that's taken so long i think it's been over what 15 years if i'm not mistaken about 14 court cases as well so motala Mutata was impeached for being involved in, you probably remember that well-documented drunk driving incident, and then him using fake claims of racism uh, to shield himself from scrutiny. Do you have any sympathy for these judges? They were meant to receive a gratuity for life. That's now out of the window. If you look at the judge's handbook, gratuities are defined as a token in a form of money given to judges in recognition of active service as a judge. It's one of suppose the mechanisms used to protect the inference of judges from financial influences such as bribes so you're trying to protect them from that they've now lost that so do you have any sympathy do you say it serves them right or do you say yesterday was a sad day in our democracy their offenses didn't warrant impeachment I mean, I suppose it's not all doom and gloom for them, hey? They can end up in the EFF. Mkwebani was impeached and she's now fighting Mkwebani. So is that not an option for them? I mean, they can get their red overalls and join the EFF in parliament, like fighter uh, Busisiwe Mkwebani. No, in fact, fighter Mkwebani yesterday was trying to defend them in parliament. Can we then let Judge Mudata, uh, in his misjudgment, in that particular process be left to enjoy his retirement at home <laughs> the EFF is also not happy about the removal of Shope and of course Faitam Kwebani was representing the position of the EFF uh, what did they say in their statement I should find it for you they said something like the impeachment of Judge Shope represents a systematic attack on the black intelligentsia in South Africa. Here it goes. It says, and I quote, Chopin's journey in the judiciary reflects a steadfast commitment to justice and transformation. From his humble beginnings as a gardener, he rose through the ranks, becoming the first black judge president of the Western Cape High Court. He remains one of the most educated judges and legal scholars we have seen, who has been extensively 
published, written the most judgments, and significantly influenced, influenced case law in South Africa, end quote. So he was the best, according to the EFF. In the Western Cape, that judge, president, Trope, that's the most worrying thing about our judiciary. But you'll always get those, uh, you know, rotten potatoes. Which want to spoil the whole bag? It's the EFF's job to remove this rotten I potatoes. Mean, Eva, why did you do that? Huh? Why are you doing that? That was Julius Malema a few years ago. Huh? And he's changed his mind. And he's got every right to change his mind. Okay? Just like he's changed his mind about Busisiwem Kobani and others. Sope could be their justice minister if the EFF wins elections. Oh, wait, Mkwabani will probably be the justice minister. Do you have any sympathy for these judges? Do you agree with the EFF that this is an attack on the black intelligentsia? My view is this demonstrates the strength of accountability mechanisms in our democracy. These matters went through the JSC, they went through the courts, they went through parliament. Even Mkwebane's matter went through so many processes and then ultimately led to impeachment. Even, and even she, it doesn't look like she'll be getting that 10 million rand gratuity that any person who leaves or vacates the position of public protector receives. Tabiso, you're in Polokwani. What are your thoughts? Clement, um, I... Perhaps I think what is key is for us to start from the beginning. That will help us, particularly on the judge of the issue. That uh, one, uh, we remember, we, we know those judges that reported. Firstly, they reported to uh, uh, both uh, uh, the late uh, Justice Pius Lang and the uh, Hang Moseneg. I mean, I don't have any shadow of doubt. That says to me uh, that those two impeccable judges saw this thing and said, no, no, this matter deserves deserves it to go to the Judicial Service Commission. Mm. And therefore, I think we, 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 if we're able to go to the beginning and say, why, 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 I mean, a pious langa, we all know that you wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't have just decided or no, but this thing that runs investigations. And the basis that those two judges that the matter was reported to in first place, our, uh, those are the, those ones that we, in this, in this democracy, we are the ones uh, who from time to time quote them to say, no, no, this one say, they, they have impeccable records and so on and so forth. Including those that reported, I mean, you're talking about Yvonne Mohor, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Chris Jafter. So you, 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 I don't have any doubt. But I think we must celebrate, in fact, to say that uh, in this country, South Africa, 30 years in our democracy, no one is beyond reproach. No mm-hmm. one is beyond reproach. If a president can be impeached, what about judges? Mm-hmm. They can also be impeached so that the decisions, uh, the decisions that they take uh, can be questionable. Mm-hmm. It cannot be that uh, we, we just say, no, 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 hanky-dory, everything is fine, just because Judge Kropp has been impeached, and therefore, it's a, a, like what the EFF will say, it, it's a sad day for black intelligentsia. Mm. Black intelligentsia should also live up beyond reproach. Yeah, imagine, so say, black intelligentsia must have a free lunch, yeah? No, no, they can't, do as they can't. please, because they're black. 
just because your, your your color is black or white or whatever, then you deserve free lunch and you everything's free. It's hanky door. It cannot happen. Nabiso, thank you for your thoughts, man, in Puloko. And let's hear from Ruben in Pretoria. Ruben, what are your thoughts? Ma- Madin Major. Hey, Tada. You know, Madin Major, I would like to appreciate, you know, from this angle. If there was, you know, the group of, you know, black judges, then those judges were going to be approached by, you know, the white judge. You said that, guys, here is, you know, a matter of Zuma. This is my opinion, and, you know, Oh, this is how I would like us, you know, to approach this. And uh, uh, I've got opinion that uh, if Trotter was a white judge, uh, I've got nothing against uh, what he did. Mm. What, what he did is wrong. Mm. Yeah, that one is agree is wrong. But you know, the public, you know, the you know the public, I mean, the information on the public domain which uh, often comes from various angles. Mm. If the person is white, money major, uh, I beg, you know, I'm subject to be corrected by you. Mm. If, if the person is white, money major, that uh, information wouldn't have seen the daylight. Mm. But now, Sota chose wrong corner, wrong group, and then uh, at that particular time Zuma was on a, a TV point now. Mm. I'm not saying uh, what he did. So, uh, yeah. so no, you're saying if it was but, done by a white judge, exactly, the, the, the consequences exactly, wouldn't exactly. be this harsh. The problem with that and, and this, that, Ruben, is that we don't have a white judge that's ever... Because then I would say to you, give me a white judge that has been found to have violated that section of the constitution just like Chlope. Or a white judge who was found drinking and driving and lied about claims of racism because then i can say okay you are right this white judge wasn't held accountable this black judge is being held accountable there is only one incident which it is going with you know the speed of a chameleon of that uh uh of a guy from a skin wolf whereby you know you know the guy is white that is not a judge no, 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 no. Ramakas Yosta. Yes. No, 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 no. I don't refer to him as such. Uh, I refer to him as a white person yeah, facing yeah. The, the, the other side of law. Okay, Where? okay. Let's do this, Ruben. Let's call the JSC because I want and ask them which judges, because there are many judges that have been found accountable. So check with even the magistrate. Check with the magistrate's commission if they can tell us. Because they can tell us of white judges that have been held accountable. Let's check with the JSC as well. Because this idea that, oh, white judges, when they are found to have violated the Constitution or they failed to do their job, are not held accountable and it's only black judges, I don't think that's right. And I'm not suggesting here that there's no biases sometimes. I mean, with the history and the context this country has, anything is possible when it comes to black and white. That's what has really defined our politics, even defined our laws in the past. But I'm saying there have been cases where white judges are held accountable. And if there's a white judge who has violated the Constitution and she or he or they are practicing right now, freely so, please, I let me to one.
Azaria in Pretoria, what are your thoughts? Yes, Clement. Uh, you know, I'm not happy at all mm. with the process that was taken yesterday yeah? mm-hmm. in terms of the principles of separation of power and also on the basis that this was the first incident in this country where a judge had to be impeached. So I cannot celebrate when this sitting parliament of the Republic of South Africa just took instructions from the judiciary and implemented that. They had an, a duty to go and sit down and look at what the JSC has said about Sope that was correct or incorrect and take the decision based on their own findings, not only to vote on a recommendation based on JSC. That is my biggest problem on that. Okay, sorry, Azari, I, I didn't understand that. Repeat that for me. I'm just saying, in terms of separation of power, yes. it is not in the responsibility of parliament to implement what the other a, a, a wing of government says you must do because this is a recommendation from the JSC mm-hmm. in Pitchstop. Eh? What's supposed to have happened? There was supposed to have been a committee of parliament that's supposed to have sat down was a and look at the merits and demerits. There was a committee. Of that. There was a committee that was said public and seen as what, no, what no, no. happened. Not this, um, I, I, I don't, I don't Azaria, think there was this, a committee. There was a committee that said and looked at what because in fact how parliament works. You don't just take things to the National Assembly for voting. The same thing with the public protector, Busisiwe Mkobani. There, were, there was a committee no, no, of judges I, I, who said... Hold up, let me finish. There was a committee of judges yeah. who said, there's a prima facie case here. That goes into a committee. A committee looks at that, then it goes to the National Assembly for voting. So the JSC did its work. There was a committee of parliament that did its work, and then parliament had to vote. Clement, I'm talking about an inquiry committee that was going to call all the witnesses and find whether these things are true or not true. That's all that I'm talking the about. The JSC has done that. Do you want, a, do no, you want the process to be repeated? The parliament had to, da- had to do its own things also. How? You but can't then, have parliamentary sitting there and, 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 and just... That's just not how it works. In, in terms of, of accountability JSC. mechanisms, judges are accountable also to the JSC, the Judicial Conduct Committee. Their responsibility is to do exactly what you're doing, and they've done that. No, no, no. The justices no, 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 have no, no, gone to testify that. there. You want Parliament to repeat the same process? No, no, no. no. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Clement is really sad. It's really sad because this is the first thing we're supposed to have seen throughout the very same process everyone went through. We're supposed to have seen stop going through it. Because that's a separate process. Mkwebani no, no, is, a, is, Mkwebani is accountable it's, 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 to Parliament fair, directly. So it's pa- the first time that this government had to impeach a judge. We're, we're supposed to have seen that process going on. No, that's not how it works, Azaria. That's what I'm trying to say no, no, to you. No, no, that's fine. Let's differ to do. Let's differ. Let's okay. differ someone. That's fine. Okay. But that's my view, my brother. Thank you that's for your view, view brother. brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling, bro. Um, Azaria is in Pretoria. It's 9.32. Fiso, Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Clement. Your voice, your station, your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Do you have any sympathy for Judge Sope, Judge Motata, and the former public protector, Busisiwe um, Koban, who also became the first ever public protector to be impeached? This is Vinan from Florida 702. Good morning to you and all the listeners. I'm glad that all these judges are getting hanged out to try.
because they were fighting for rights that Jacob Zuma didn't have and it just shows you that it just shows them that if you do hard work and you and you accomplish a lot of things but you fight for a political party or a person that is corrupt and on the wrong side of the law they're gonna hang you out to dry they're not gonna take the heat so don't be like a chicken with no head and just try and fight for someone that's guilty. Think of yourself. Don't think of the, the, the political party or the person that you're trying to protect, which is wrong in any case. I'm glad these things are happening. It just shows them how wrong they were. And they don't, don't put your neck on the block for, for someone that doesn't deserve it. Think of yourself. Let's go to Joe, the Johannesburg CBD now. Mokatla CB. Good morning. Morning. How are you, Clement? I'm alright, man. Go ahead. Good, good. Uh, Clement, I think it was harsh what the ANC did to uh, John Shelby. At least the fine or suspension would have been the best measure. Because if you remember when at Clement, there was never a parliamentary committee to impeach judges who openly make racist remarks. And also that recently promoted judge, uh, Zach, that guy attempted to bribe an executive. And he also said that it wouldn't be fair if Zuma was to appear before him. But look where he Which executive did he attempt? Are you talking about uh, Yakub? Zach Yakub. Yeah. Which which executive did he attempt to bribe again? There was uh, uh, an audio that has been making rounds of Yakub. I think he was in a call of some sort trying to uh, bribe this uh, director. So I don't know if you are aware of that. Which director? It That's why I, I want you to help me with that. Which director was it? What case was this? It wasn't a case. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can just check with your colleagues. It's making rounds. To, I think it was even yesterday after the impeachment of John Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. It was making rounds. If you can just go on Twitter and check. And the guy now is at the Constitutional Court when not, when when at limit. So what the ANC is doing, I think uh, it's a sponsored uh, motions to just go and page uh, black professionals. Mm. So, so that's my take on what yeah, did you did you follow the case at Judge Lope? Yeah, I did. That's why I'm saying it was mm, harsh. What, what, okay, because so what, what do you think could have been the sanction? So are you saying it's the sanction that is harsh? So you don't have a problem with the process? So you just think impeachment is harsh? Maybe what, what were they supposed to do as a sanction? Yes. As I've said, Lemon, at least the suspension or a fine. Because he didn't influence anyone. He just said, system benekunin. So that, that's it. He didn't put a gun on anyone's head and yeah. say, hey, I want you to rule this. He didn't do that. He didn't even attempt to give anyone money. Mkhatla CB, thank you. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for your call, Mkhatla CB in the Johannesburg CBD. Um, so the reason I often ask the listeners, tell me more about that story is because I know that often... Because what he's talking about, I see, there's now something that's circulating on WhatsApp and on Twitter, right? About Zach Yacoub, 
And I'm, I mean, I'm not here. I'm not a spokesperson for Zach Yacoub. In fact, I want us to have a conversation probably on Monday um, about something that's happening in the Constitutional Court where Zach Yacoub is being brought in as to supplement the services, I think to advise the justices or something like that, which I think is a terrible mistake, especially because he's exposed himself through the comments that he has made since his retirement. And to put him in that position, for me, tankles on the credibility of the Constitutional Court. So maybe I'll bring you that conversation on, on, on Monday. But the reason I often ask um, the listeners that is because sometimes, and I've had that where people have not followed the process. That's why someone will call it and say, yeah, there must be a committee. No, there was a committee. So you've not followed the process and you want to come and argue the process was unfair. But what process when you don't know that, in fact, there was a committee or there was a JSC, the Judicial Service Conduct, the Conduct Committee ruled on this. So I ask that because I see that there's stuff that's circulating on Twitter now and some of the things can be fake. Where now they're trying to suggest, oh, that judge did this, that judge did this and was never, ever impeached because they're trying to build up a case of unfairness when it comes to Judge Lope. It's 18 minutes before 10. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Let's continue with your calls on 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702 on the 702 open line this morning. Judge Lopez was impeached together with Judge Motata. Uh, yesterday, he became the first judge ever uh, to be impeached. Are you sympathetic? Do you think this was harsh? It's nine minutes before 10 o'clock. Zunaid in Pretoria, what are your thoughts? Hi, Clement. I think, firstly, I think it is. It, it, it was quite a sad day. I think it's not a good effort for black professionals, particularly in the legal field, which I am in. But the problem with the comments that it, you know, it only happened because there was a black judge, there are two that I see. One is that all of the complainant justices from the Constitutional Court were black. All of them. Yes. There wasn't a single white complainant judge. Yeah. Secondly, you know, if you watch that JCC inquiry, and I followed it, mm. Judge Slope was um, represented by Courtney Griffiths Casey, a world-renowned advocate that appeared all over the world. He was in the Rwanda tribunals. He was everywhere. And Judge Slope, through that legal team himself, did not, did not allege that the complaints were racially motivated because he is a black judge. So, you know, he himself never raised that. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's convenient. It's easy for us as black professionals to say we've been targeted because we are black. And if it happens to a white judge, I mean, I, I think it's just a weak argument, quite frankly. agree with you. Couldn't have said it better, Zunaid in Pretoria. Thanks for calling. Uh, Lloyd, you're in Midrand. What are your thoughts? Hi, Clement. Hey, Tzara. I think that this was too harsh. Mm. I mean, if the government can invest money in rehabilitating criminals, what more about someone who has just experience in the law? Why don't we rather go for a better uh, judgment or a, a better approach? Because he has given so much of his life in this judicial system and worked for the country. Mm. But now do we really need to impeach him and strip him off from mm. the judgeship why rather than not say we are rehabilitating you 
you go for counseling courses or whatsoever that mm. can or rather take the whole year salary from him and then rehabilitate him something but else can you rehabilitate someone who still says they've not done anything wrong even when they have they've been judgments even by the judicial services commission through that conduct committee that said what you did is gross misconduct so how do you rehabilitate someone and take them through counseling when they still insist they did nothing wrong well it's just to tell them no this is what you have, we get you are you are you are saying you didn't do anything wrong but with our eyes this is wrong and this is the process that you need to go through so that we know that at this point you are okay mm. then when you get him back in the bench that means now he can be supervised because there's seniors that can supervise Got it. what well, he's doing all right lloyd thank you for your contribution in sako in bramfontein what do you think hi i think it's really um sad when as as black people we cannot be critical of each other i think part of having a standard of um black excellence has to come with a standard of accountability. Mm. I think that the, the EFF, from go, from saying that this is a judge, yes, of great renown, of um, great experience, has contributed to to the South African judiciary, to then say that what what he says can just be an opinion. You can't say this is a person you would listen to. This is a person we quote. This is a person we teach. But when he tries to influence things, then mm. we say no. It's just an opinion. What does it matter? Mm. A man can have an opinion. You, I mean, those, 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 the, 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 that is in, in, entirely contradictory. Also, to say that for Parliament not um, to, to have had its own process and not take what the Judicial Services Commission has done would actually ha- ha- have been um, th- they're blurring the separation of powers. Mm. But if you, you as Parliament say, the judges say this judge is not fit, we will then uphold what they say. Mm. But if it was a matter of parliament saying the judges say that um, this judge is not fit, but we want to have an, 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 a, a different opinion, then, then I would say actually parliament is crossing the line. Mm. So I think sometimes no matter what black people do, we will find a way to say no because it's a black person. But this actually takes away the integrity of what black excellence means. Mm, absolutely, Nsako. Thank you. Victor, uh, quickly in Alberton High. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Yes, man. Uh, I'm worried about this thing of uh, us blacks. Every time the judge uh, judges judge against us, we blame apartheid, we blame racial cards and all of these things. Mm. What I see here, Zuma threw everyone under the bus, including Kweban and this guy. Now Zuma is gone, everyone is blaming Mm. Oh, Victor, the line, the line there. But I think we got your point there about using blackness. Um, Victor and Alberton, thank you. Your voice, your station, your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on seven o two. So I've been telling you about the London Marathon that I'll be doing on the twenty first of of April. Um, I told you not so long ago that I. Uh, we'll be running the London Marathon to help raise funds for the Canon Collins Trust Education work in Southern Africa. And I promised at the time that I'd bring them on so they can explain the kind of work that they do. So I've got Catherine uh, Sofianos, who is a communications manager at the Canon Collins Trust. Catherine, thanks for making time for us. Good morning. 
Good morning, Clement, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you. So um, you have been doing incredible work as the trust. You have been tr- helping you know, scholars in different fields. Um, help just the listeners understand what kind of work the Cannon Collins Trust was doing and what are you currently doing now? Take us back to the time of apartheid. Yes. Well, we started in 1981 and the aim was to provide scholarships to exiled South Africans and Namibians who had the potential to become future leaders. Um, and then, uh, you know, as, as time passed on, post-94, we evolved to become a program of support across Southern Africa for transformative leaders who are committed to social justice and have achievable visions for transformation in their mm-hmm. space. So mm-hmm. we give them scholarships, but we also build them into community with other scholars, alumni, organizations, who become communities of leaders and activists who can collectively achieve change. And then we also encourage ethical leadership in them. Um, it's a work that, you know, you never run out of hope and you never lose mm-hmm. faith in this country because you're meeting people who are just phenomenal and who've committed themselves to a life of service. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. passionate about um, just educational development, which, which for me is why I'm so excited to partner with you guys. How do people help um, in raising funds? Because I'm trying to help raise funds for, 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 for the Cannon Collins Trust. So how do people donate? Um, for me, they can go to my social media platforms. That I'll, I'll remind them of, of that process. But how else can people help you in advancing the educational programs uh, that you continue to do? Okay. Well, thank you. And, and can I just say, Clement, that you really embody the compassion and the boldness and intellectual curiosity that our country needs. And so you're a real role model and we're very excited to have you running on our behalf. Hashtag education for justice. So definitely they can support your run, your race. Um, uh, and they can also, they, we're on, on the um, Willie's, uh, what's it called? My school card. Mm-hmm. So you can add us as an organization on your My School card. We'd really encourage that. Otherwise, uh, our website is canoncollins.org and you can donate via our website as well as from Facebook. Wonderful. Which is Canon Collins Trust. Wonderful. Catherine, uh, Sofianos, thank you for for making time. So um, if you want to help me as I try to help the Canon Collins Trust um, raise funds so they can continue the incredible work that they do, I think they've supported over 4,000 individuals so far. They support activism today through scholarships to study at universities in South Africa. They support postgraduate studies. And this is a fund initially that is established to pay legal fees for activists during apartheid and paying school fees for the children of the exiles. So I'm excited to be wearing a T-shirt, raising funds for the Kenyon Collins Trust when when I run the London Marathon in April. If you are able to, please help me raise funds for this trust. You can head over to my social media accounts. I've posted about it. Um, you will see the link on Instagram. It's Clement Manyatela. On my profile, you can see the link attached. Um, it's an online sponsorship page via Just Giving. It's very easy. You open it, and then it tells you a bit about the trust, and then you can just choose an option where you pay, and you can leave a message there if you want. I think the donations will go a long way in helping the Ken and Collins Trust continue with the incredible work that they do so go on twitter at the real clement m dm me if you want me to send you a link directly to make a payment on instagram it's clement manyatella you'll see the link on the profile i've also posted the link on or on the linkedin platform